Kevin Splaining and the tweet that you've had, what is it, 55,000 impressions? Yeah, so there's this tweet I, you know, it's kind of interesting on Twitter, you put a slightly, um, if you use the term jerk, that sort of, um, people are sort of interested in that. And I think um, I used the term, I, I looked at um, an emergency physician called Claire's blog where she described being a junior doctor in a regional hospital where she had five trauma patients simultaneously. And she described how, how difficult and complex that was, both technically and emotionally for her and the team. And further to that, she describes the retrieval team arriving um, and being you know, quite unhelpful and them kind of taking the patients eventually, her, her ringing the tertiary center to find out what was going on. They said, oh, you're not part of the treating team. We can't tell you. Um, and I think we've well, all... That, that, doesn't, that sounds perfectly humble and not condescending at all. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so I, I posted... I I post, that's right. So I posted a tweet about the urban splaining has to stop. And I feel a little bit sensitive that, to that because I'm not in an urban centre. Um, but this concept that the big city... Dolly, that means that you're the perfect person to say that urban planning needs. Yeah, I mean, they literally, it's just astonishing. Like, I'm a consultant anaesthetist. I've been working for 10 years, and I've been the bloody head of department for five. And you'll get these very junior people come and just be rude and condescending and not really uh, in sort of full sort of possession of what's going on. And I just... It's really frustrating to me. So her story definitely hit a nerve for me. So I just sort of said, oh, look, the urban splaining has to stop. Because at the moment, we're talking about mansplaining. There's a lot of stuff about gender. But at the same time, for me, it's a, it's a geography issue as well. And it's interesting, even within big cities, you see big tertiary centres be incredibly rude to each other. I know that in Melbourne, that was a big problem between, you know, the big cities. Everyone thinks their unit is better than the other. I just don't know where that comes from. There's, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of talk about which side of the Yarra you're from in Melbourne, in terms of which side of the Yarra you trained on and which side you work on. No, you know, the, the funny thing was, I bloody left Auckland. I was born in Auckland and I left um, Auckland Hospital just after sitting my primary exam. In fact, sat it in Melbourne went back to Auckland and then went to London. And many people in Auckland, many anaesthetists, not many, one or two, said... That's, was quite, going, that's I, many in New Zealand. Yeah, well, that's right. Um, I was going to London because I was following my husband who's doing a colorectal fellowship. And they said to me, but why are you going to London? You're on the training scheme here. You know, why are you giving all that away? You know, what are you going to learn in London? And then, of course, you get to London and it was the most amazing three years of my life. And I learned so many things and worked with, um, you know, people who not only had written a paper here or there, but wrote the textbooks. And, um, and then, you, then I ended up coming to Wollongong. And then you get the sort of Sydney people coming down to Wollongong. And so it sort of just occurs to me, like wherever you're from, everybody thinks they're the best and somebody else is no good, even within hospitals. You know, you go from the paramedics who are rude to my GP mates when, you know, my GP mates will ring and say, oh, someone's got chest pain, the paramedics will come and they'll say, well, why haven't you done an ECG? Like, we don't bloody, you know, don't have one. And then they'll go to the ED and then the EDs will be rude to the paramedics and then the cardiology will be rude to the ED and on and on it goes. It's just, it's, I'm tired of it now. Is it because I hit 40? I don't know what it is. I'm tired of it. Why do people have to be so rude all the time? All the time. Why? Make I, it stop. All the time. Do you need a person to make it stop? 
I'm really good at a lot of things, but I'm not sure I can make all of that stop. <laughs> but I think that's why it's hidden nerve. I think that's why um, lots of people who have responded to um, Claire's blog, um, lots, lots so of people have said, thank you for being so vulnerable. Um, thank you for sharing that story. And lots of people have identified with it. And I don't think you're the only person that's been triggered. I think all those groups that you mentioned um, it feel equally triggered and feel like, well, hang on a second, we're not rude, or if we are, it's because of X, Y, or Z. Um, and I think it's incredibly tribal. I think, <clears throat> I think there's so many different things. I think everybody is busy um, and overworked and underfunded and under-resourced. Um, and yeah, and, but, it, but it does need to stop. And, um, and as somebody who is in the big city um, in Melbourne and is on a particular side of the Yarra, but trained on the other side of the Yarra, but has also worked regionally, rural, in three different states in Australia, in the UK, in Thailand, um, and um, still does work in Mongolia and Thailand, the, the level of competition, I guess, is like astounding. And it's really interesting because whenever we go, you know, when people say, talk, talk to me about the work that we do in low and middle um, income countries and be like, oh, well, why can't you get all the hospitals together and like, then we can just teach like all of them together oh, instead of just going to this. Like, yeah. Does that happen where we work?